Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road in the waning days of 2023. Yes, the last cast of the year. And Linda, might I add, the last episode in season 13 Next week, we will start season 14. And what a season is, is a year. So doing a little quick math, we do at least 50 a year, and this will be our 14th year. So, oh, my goodness. How did we think of that much stuff to say? I don't know, but th- we used to just do it on BYU Radio, and now we're doing a podcast. Our thanks goes to BYU Radio for making this a podcast and to James James Lason who gets up early and stays up late sometimes to um, help us get this put together. Uh, Our producer. And it is funny as we travel around that, you know, you never know when somebody pops up and says, oh, I listened to Ayers on the Road. And we're always like, well, thank you, because we enjoy it, and we hope you do too. (laughs) Well, I hope that nobody – there was that one time when you had – laryngitis and you didn't know you had covid they were whispering the whole time i'm not sure how many people may have stuck (laughs) with us that day that may have been a a down day right but we do appreciate those of you who are listening in whenever or wherever it is now linda let's play word association for a minute when i say new year what do you think sparkles oh oh, really i was hoping for a more deep philosophical (laughs) answer that is deep (laughs) and philosophical the the new year always sparkles at first it gets a little bit dirty on the way through but um (laughs) we are ready for a new year i think we've had a rocky new year let's try another one um what comes to your mind when i say new year's resolution Important. Important? Important. Oh, good. Because a lot of people have come to their mind like, what's the point? Yeah. Or I always set them and I never keep them. Or why even bother? I know. But I'm ready to do some new things. I have been kind of waltzing along this year just trying to survive some things. And I'm ready to think about it. Now, whether or not uh, that'll happen, I don't know. But... I'm ready to think about it. When you said waltzing along, I I came into my mind that song in Wicked, you know, where the guy's like, da-da-da-da, walks in through life, just floating through life, you know, and not being a determining factor in your own life. So I think the idea of New Year's resolution is, is pretty powerful, but there's a lot of flaws in it, and we... What we want to do today is talk a little about maybe some frameworks that we have found or observed in others or tried in ourselves that might make a New Year's resolution into something a little more than that, almost a a blueprint or the beginning of a plan for the new year. I mean, I I love the concept of, of a new year. I mean, think of it, a new year, you know? We're starting untouched. (laughs) None of us, none of us at this point in time have made any mistakes in 2024. 
It's a fresh slate. <laughs> we haven't quite gotten there yet. I know, though, but just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the whole thing. So when you think of New Year's resolutions in our family over the years, or New Year's in general, what what comes to mind? Um, being oh, more focused, dedicated. Okay. What if I said foam core boards? <laughs> <laughs> oh, listeners, you have to know we have a stack of foam core boards. If you you can imagine what they are, even if you don't know, they're big posters. They're great big posters, but they're rigid. What rigid. I like about foam core boards, and you they're stand them up, and they'll just stay there. You know, you don't need a pin them on the wall oh my goodness we have how how many phone covers do you think you have well a lot oh, of hundreds our kids our kids laugh about it because i'm just partial to foam core boards we buy them <laughs> by by the two dozen packs they're they're standard poster size and way 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 back when the kids were small we wanted them to we wanted to teach them the concept of goal setting, right? Right. And we thought, well, they're little kids. They can't just write something down. Some of them couldn't write at all. But we want them to sort of draw a picture of a goal or something they want to do. And we started trying to have little Sunday sessions with them. Like, what, what do you want to accomplish during the coming week And <laughs> this little five-year-old or something is like what <laughs> but we just had it in our minds i mean these are back in the days when we were writing books about goal setting and planning and balancing your life and all this sort of thing and we just we just kept trying to teach it to our own kids even though sometimes we were a little unrealistic we're like come on you're four years old you should be into goal setting and planning Let's get this thing going, you know, and, and the only thing, I mean, literally the only thing, well, the two things that kind of worked with young kids were one, the, the, the Sunday thing where we'd say, what, what's going to happen this next week? What do you hope happens? And they draw a little picture of something, you know, and we, we give them three little spaces. Remember that? Yeah. What do you want to have? What, what do you hope happens at school? What do you hope happens at home? And what do you hope happens? What was the third one? With your friends or something? I guess. That's been too long. And they anyway. draw a little picture. They, you know, I remember one time Sadie, when she was about six or so, her goal it just showed these two little stick figures and they were holding hands. And and we said, so what's that goal, Sadie? Well, I want to make a new friend. That's me and that's my new friend. <laughs> and this concept of setting goals began to evolve. And then when New Year's would come, we'd give them all foam core board and say, see if you can draw a picture of this new year. What, what are some of the things you hope happen in this new year? Some of them were really, some of our kids, it's like, in general, some people are just sort of the way their brains work. They want to think about goals or about bringing things about or accomplishing. And some of them would get right busy and they'd, they'd you know, they'd write a picture of their report card with the grades they wanted on or they'd draw a picture of 
you know, them hitting a ball with a bat because they wanted to play in the little league or do a certain thing. And, and others would just sit there with the blank home court oh. board. <laughs> Well, what do you want me to write? What am I supposed to do? Well, <laughs> what is in, and and we just kind of worked through it with them. And now some of those foam core boards with their little goals for 1991 or whatever the year was are really their treasures. And and uh, you know what ended up happening, I think, Linda is. We were trying to teach them how to set goals, but in a way we were teaching them to be creative. And some of those foam core boards, when we look back at them now, they're just marvelous. I mean, they some of them would think of a theme and they'd draw a picture around that theme. And this is going to be for me the year of, you know, they yeah. draw a dragon. I'm going to be fierce this year. I'm going to, I'm not giving up. I'm going to be strong and and right there. And and part of the motivation was we'd do it as a family. We'd sit around the table. We've each got our foam core board and we're working on it. And maybe, maybe it takes a few days. But the point is, it's this time of year. I mean, this is such an interesting. We're, we're recording this on uh, on a Friday and there's only, let's see. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three days to the new year. And it, it's kind of cool this year that we have this weekend and then comes the new year. So it's kind of a weekend right, for setting goals. timing. Yeah. And, and we want you to know that this did not work perfectly. Never worked. Everybody did not do exactly what they thought they were going to do. And some of them are still today looking at their blank foam core board. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but at least it sparked some things in their minds that maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. It really is an interesting thing to think about. And, you know, at our age, probably we could just easily just say just survive every day. <laughs> What's <laughs> your goal for the year? Um, get to the end of the year. <laughs> but it really is a good thing to think about. And I think it has been helpful in a lot of Ways everybody took it their own way. I was just with a, a, a child yesterday, and he said, "I had an older child," and he said, yeah. "I said, what? How do you do your goals now?" Because he's a grown adult, and so on, and and he just said, "Well, I just get in my mind what I want to do, and I think I got to plan how to do that." Which I mean, is not know. exactly what we were trying to teach him. I mean, we were again; those were the days we were writing books on goal setting, and we were like trying to get it into our kids and we were giving them quotations i remember one quote that some of the kids really really it sort of opened their eyes it's a very simple quote it says with with thought and prayer you can actually write your diary in advance now that's not really quite true i mean it's an exaggeration you can't you we sure don't can. we don't have enough control we don't know the surprises that'll come we don't know but the idea of being proactive and, and the idea that setting a strong goal really does influence the future is pretty powerful. And that's what we were trying to teach our children is, you know, you can't control your life, but you can control some parts of it. And, and one of the things that will be a determinant in how this year goes 
is what you've decided it ought to be. Well, I do have to say that I just, just before we started the show today, I opened Instagram, which I, 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 last night I realized I hadn't even opened my phone except to send frantic texts back and forth. Where are you? During the busy home. All that stuff. And uh, there were hundreds of those blue dots that I had to go through. But I opened this morning Instagram of our daughter, Shawnee, who wrote the most beautiful post I think I've ever heard of talking about uh, the hard things that we've gone through. She's gone through personally as a as a family, and then we've gone through as an extended family. It's been a hard year, especially toward the end of the year, losing friends and so on. And and, and, that, and by the way, that's the main excuse. Some, I mean, that's the wrong word, but people who don't set goals, who have chosen, you know, deliberately not to set goals, you'll hear them say, "Well." you know, look at, look what happened to me or look at this tragedy or look at this failure or look at this disappointment. Why, why should I set goals? It'll just make me even more sad when they don't happen. Right. Right. And we know a lot of you have gone through really hard things this year. And we suggest that you just try following Shawnee. It's just at Shawnee Pothier on Instagram, S-H-A-W-N-I. We'll put it in the notes and you can go look at it. But Honestly, she has the most amazing quotes in there that I have I ever heard. There's one from Richard Rohr, and this is a little bit downer because there's some artwork about from Caitlin Connolly, who is so dear and amazing artist. But she, uh, this whole post is about the hard things that have happened in our life today, and this is amazing. Uh, Father Richard Rohr is a Jesuit priest who is just an amazing, he's kind of a mystic. He's amazing. What comes out of his mind. You're going to read it? Yeah. If you've had a hard thing happen to you this year, let me just read this quickly. The primal howl of existential suffering holds within it the lessons that we all must learn at some time in our lives. We heal from our suffering, not merely to ease or palliate it, but to transform it into the source and substance of our growth and wisdom. It requires a journey through it. Through it. Wow. Not around it, through it. Um, It is just an amazing thought. We have to go through hard times to learn. So we're going to, when we come back after this break, we're going to try to give you something really concrete that hopefully will be helpful with your New Year's resolutions or goals for 2024. Also with your children and even young children, teaching them the concept of thinking in advance and trying to bring things about through goal setting and planning. And um, we're going to, we think that there's a framework required. We think a typical New Year's resolution, I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to be on time. They're all good ideas, but without a framework or a structure or some implementation method, they usually become, you know, the kind of New Year's resolution that don't make it past the middle of January. So stay with us. And when we come back, we're going to talk about frameworks for New Year's resolutions. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. 
And we're back talking about um, an amazing year that we've just been through and talking about a framework for the coming year. I, I like that. I mean, you know, you got to well, have think a, frame. a framework. You yeah. know, we were watching a house go up the other day and it's fun when you're watching houses be built that when the framers come, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. They're digging the foundation. They're pouring the concrete. They're doing this. They're doing that. Then those framers show up and bam, in a couple of days, the whole house takes shape and, and they frame it, you know, the, the two by fours and everything. You start to see what it's going to be. And that's the kind of thing we need for New Year's resolutions. Well, if you New don't Year's have goal setting, if you don't, and if you don't have a plan, yeah, you it, have a your plan. house is going to look pretty weird. <laughs> you know, it takes a long time to set up a frame framework on a house and, and actually to have the instructions of how to do it is the thing that really makes it look beautiful. Yeah. Well, so, so we're going to just mention, we're going to tell you like three little mini stories because we've over the years, starting long ago with really fairly young children, we've had three kinds of frameworks that we were just thinking about the other day. And they're not necessarily the best ones in the world, but maybe they'll give you some ideas of how you might structure the kind of goal setting you'd like yourself and your children to do. And the first one, Linda, is we we had a motto in our family and still do, but but it became really a big part of our family when, when our children were young. And we created it as a vision statement. We went and spent a whole day at a resort talking with the kids and figuring out what do what's our family all about. And long story short, all the thinking and writing and so on that we did got boiled down to two words, broaden and contribute. Broaden meaning I'm going to go out and get all the education and all the understanding, understanding everything. And then I'm going to use it to contribute to other people's lives. So I remember for several years, that was our framework for this New Year's goal setting. What am I going to do this year to broaden myself? And what am I going to do this year to contribute to other people? And it's just simple, right? Because I want these are the th I'm going to make a list of the things I'm going to do during this year that will broaden me. And I'm going to make another list of things I'm going to try to do this year that will contribute to others. That's a nice, simple framework that yeah. the whole family can use. Yeah, it is. And our children all do it in their own way, in very unique ways. Um, our son who sa said, you know, I just try to think of a goal, uh, what I want to do, and then I plan how to do it. That was really his framework way of yeah. doing it. Whereas others will write down in the deepest detail. But I wonder you, how many of them still use foam core boards. We do. I don't think so. I we don't do. think so. But um, it really is fun to think about. Uh, that's a way that is a springboard, a way to start thinking about what you want to do instead of just surviving every day or living every day. And, and there's some joy in just living a good day and, and being aware of what's going on and being grateful for nature and the things around you. But if you don't have that overall framework, it makes it harder to really accomplish things. Well, and I think that particular one, broaden and contribute, it's, it's simple because they're, they're just two lists you're making for the new year. But it's it starts to give some substance to it and some power. And 
I remember I have really good memories of times with kids thinking and you know because you don't want to be scattered you don't want to have like five little different ideas and none of them relate to each other but if there's this framework that the really worthwhile things in life are either when we're broadening ourselves so there you now you if you're a child you're going to have your goals for school right and your your goals for athletics and your goals for music or whatever and those are those are all broadening you as a person but then you're going to have this other list of things you want to do for other people or things you want to have happen that will benefit someone else or things you can do to make another person feel happy and so on and it was just a nice divider the second one that i think we ought to mention honey is maybe the most common i'll bet a lot of families and a lot of individuals use this framework and it is just simply the five facets of life like what are my goals this year physically what are my goals this year mentally what are my goals this year emotionally what are my goals this year socially what are my goals this year spiritually and those five facets of life or those five dimensions of life can become a really good framework for for an adult or for a a child of of you know old enough to conceptualize and ride and so on those what are the goals for 2024 in all five of those areas of me those are my five parts those are the five things that i can divide my life into and we used that for a lot of years i bet, i bet if we went back and looked at these old foam core boards almost half of them probably and and we didn't dictate that framework but we would be doing our foam core boards and the kids would say oh i get, i want to use that framework you know i want to use those five things and have goals or have resolutions in each of those five areas right so it really it just it gives you some specific thing to think about you know for a moment how am i doing physically and what do i need to do to improve and socially i mean that's really very different how do you want to change in those five areas during yeah. the coming year right and and if you don't have that kind of a framework you you end up and i think this happens to kids all the time when they're making an effort they'll have one new year's resolution or or i mean you've all seen the the little surveys where the most common new year's resolution is to lose weight the second most common is this that the other and so on and if there's just sort of one thing you're making for a new year's resolution what about the the other parts of your life in other words having some kind of a framework now causes you to think you know 12 months out socially how, how do i feel socially and what can we do um what can i do emotionally about am i stable or not and maybe give a thought to some of your children who may be struggling with that and what in the world you could do to help there are just so many ways your mind can go if you have a framework like how can i be more spiritually in tune this year what are my goals and what am i going to resolve to change yeah and um you know when you look back on that year on your goals some things you do and some things you don't but at least you've got a direction you've got a framework you've got somewhere to put that goal but what do you say to someone Linda who says 
and we hear this a lot, especially when we used to try to teach this to audiences. What, what do you do when someone says, well, you know, the, here's the problem with setting goals or having New Year's resolutions. I never keep them, and all they become is a testament to my failure. If I hadn't set them at all, I wouldn't be aware of how fall, far <laughs> short I was falling, you know? Yeah, there, there's a lot of that. And it really is. I mean, it's true that we just it, we don't accomplish everything that we thought we would. But and you are the master of this. I am not. Well, I might. I'm the master of setting them, but I'm not always the one that keeps them. But the point is, the the answer to that query or that conundrum is, hey, the question is not whether you did everything you said you'd do or whether you became perfect. The question is. Are you ahead or behind where you would have been if you hadn't set the goals? Right. Are you closer to those goals or concepts or resolutions than you would be if you hadn't ever set them in the first place? And the answer is pretty much always no. Well, when you when you look back on the things that have happened this year, is pretty amazing. Uh, there are things that you couldn't have predicted, you couldn't have thought of. Some of them, and some of them are things you did think of and that you made you made them happen, or you, with God's help, made them happen. Yeah, well, be, but because you have a framework, it kind of fits into, I had no idea that was going to happen. How did I handle that? Uh, what could I have done better? And how can I go forward and do better? And did my goals precondition me to do better on that situation than I would have if I hadn't thought about it beforehand? Right. Yeah. Um, I love a a talk that was given in conference that it uh, it, w- it was my favorite talk on Saturday evening by a wonderful woman, and she she spoke about something that I had never thought of, and that was and what 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 came through to me was when you're working with your adult children, don't criticize, just compliment. And uplift, and you're doing great, and you're doing the great. The tearing down never works. The tearing down just the never building works. Building up always does. And I have held my tongue several times this year because I've realized that what they need is confidence, not you are just not doing this right. And I think a lot of us naturally just, oh, you're great. Everything's great. But I think it is really good to focus on what can I say to this child, whether they're young or whether they've left your home. What can I say that to really show them that I admire them, that I really love them? And I am going to really That's work on that. That's going to be one of your year. resolutions. Yeah. Well, and before we run out of time, the third, so we're just mentioning three frameworks we've used with our children and with ourselves. One being the broaden and contribute, make a list for each. Two being the five facets of life. What am I going to do this year better physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually? And the third one, frankly, Linda, now it's true confession time, personal time. The one we're using now, the one, the framework we've used over the last decade or so, which sounds a little simplistic at first, but we think it's really powerful. And we call it the inner and the outer. And essentially what we're doing is sort of dividing our life into two big parts that each have a subpart. So, you know, The inner means the things that happen inside our home, inside our family. So by definition, those are relationship goals. And what we want to change about 
how much we love each other and our children and how much we want to bring about in terms of the family, the inner, the inner inside the home, inside the family, whereas the outer is, I mean, it's the simplest breakdown you can have, right? The outer is our jobs and our investing or our hobbies or all the other things in our lives that happen outside. So the inner and the outer. But in our case, we now have divided each of the others. So there's the inner inner and the inner. The inner is the family, the children, our relationship with them, our family. And the inner inner is the two of us, our own character, our own inner inner. And our symbol for that one is the yin and the yang, the circle that combines the two parts of the oneness that we're trying to build as a couple. And so that makes a neat framework. What are we going to do to improve our relationship this year and the inner inner of our own characters, our own, our own, what we are, the essence of who we are. And and then what are we going to do to strengthen our family? So the inner and the inner inner, then the outer, you'll find this interesting. In our case, we have the outer outer, which is, things we'd like to impact, but we don't have any control over them. Like we'd like to write an article in the New York Times or or Atlantic <laughs> Magazine about such and such. And, and we don't have control. We, we can send it in. We can submit it, but it's the outer outer. We, we don't have control over it. Whereas the outer, well, we do have control. We're going to finish this book or we're going to do this project or we're going to, you know, make this investment realignment or whatever so the outer things that we can control and the outer things we can't so for what it's worth that's the ayers inner and outer framework not many people are probably thinking totally about confused sending a call to the new york times well but i'm just giving an example i know but there are i mean you've got to bring it back to your own life you know how how can you improve your relationship with your family with your spouse with your or if you've lost your spouse um, how can you be more outside of yourself? And it, there are just so many things you can you can conjure up. But if you have that framework, and maybe one of your frameworks is financial, you know, if you're in financial sure, trouble. Sure. I mean, don't use our framework, but think of your own framework. What are the things you are concerned about and that you need to change or that you want to uh, become big in your life? And then... But don't do more than four or five, don't you think? Oh, I mean, yeah. The smaller, the the more tight, the better. Fit everything in. And let me give you the last word, but my close would be don't um, shy away from New Year's resolutions or goal setting for the new year because you know that you, there's a lot of things you can't control and you will be surprised. Don't say, what's the use? So many things are going to happen that I have no control over. Instead, say... Yes, but there are some things I can control. And the very process of trying to set New Year's goals or resolutions will condition my mind to respond better to the things that I can't control. So you can control some things. And the process of thinking about that resolution or that goal will put you in a better place mentally to accept and deal with the things that you didn't expect or couldn't anticipate. It's a win-win. 
it, there, there's no downside in the long run to trying to be proactive and set resolutions and right. goals. And no matter when you listen to this, just think of yourself as above it all and look down and think, what can I do to really improve my life right now? Yeah. And it will really make a difference in your life just to focusing on specific things that you need, that you want to do, things you want to do, things you want to change, who you want to be. It's a good moment to think about it. So loyal listeners, happy 2024. May it be a great year for you and for us. We wish you the very best, and we'll see you next time in 2024. Bye-bye.